You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to In a Perfect World. This delay in the next podcast turned into our subject for today, the cat's paw of compassion. I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats. I've been pretty sick lately, and then it turned into laryngitis. So I'm sorry about the delay and eager to tell you how my cats took care of me during this crisis. Because you know what? They did. Each of my cats has a slightly different way of showing their love and affection. James Bond will come up and curl up like a teddy bear on my chest. RJ wants in my lap. And if my lap isn't there, he will find and crush my ribcage. Olwyn will curl up in the curve of my knees or just sit there with a worried look on her face. While Tristan wants to stretch out on my legs, bury his face in my shins and hug very, very hard. This is all ways they have of showing. I hope you get better. We love you. And also, we miss the normal interaction. Because that's one of the challenges when we're sick. The cats can feel distress in addition to our illness with the fact that their routines are disrupted. So when we show appreciation for what they're doing and try to keep a minimal playtime, mealtime, litter box cleaning time up to snuff, then things will get better all around because the cats know that we in turn still care about them. I find that our cats are exquisitely attuned to our moods. The closer our relationship, the more they feel capable of helping us with our distress, whatever its source. Since they can't make soup or grocery runs, their help takes the form of emotional support. When I was lying in bed feeling terrible, they did what they could. I was covered in purring cats. And it did make me feel better. Because purring is healing. It's a scientific fact. Cats have gotten the reputation for having nine lives because of their extraordinary healing abilities. Science noticed that in cats, non-union of fractures is rare. That means cats have bone fractures which reliably heal, even under circumstances where humans and canines would have trouble doing so. Upon investigation, it turns out cats have a biomechanical healing mechanism. It's their purr. Vibrations between 20 and 140 hertz are actually therapeutic for all these conditions. Bone growth and fracture healing, pain relief with swelling reduction, wound healing, muscle growth and repair, tendon repair, mobility of joints, and even shortness of breath. Isn't that kind of amazing? Research by Fauna Communications has recorded many cats' purrs from wild varieties like cheetah, puma, serval, and ocelot, right down to our own domestic house cat. After analysis of the data, they discovered that all these cat purrs create frequencies that fall directly in this magic range. This is how cats heal themselves. This is how cats heal us. We humans use these healing frequencies, too. There are electrical stimulation devices that help stubborn bone fractures heal. My mother broke her ankle, an area which has low blood flow and one known to be slow in healing. When her doctor prescribed this kind of device, it worked great. She's now fine. Good vibrations indeed. 
This is a well-documented scientific principle. We've experienced other forms of this science, even without scientific devices. If we listen to music when we are in certain moods, or sing to our babies to get them to sleep, or take children for rides in the car to calm them down, we have experienced the power of sound and vibration on our own emotional and physical state. So when I'm in bed, sick, and my cats hang around, purring, they are helping. They are actually helping to heal me. It makes a lot of sense for the cat's purr to develop to their advantage. Having a built-in healing mechanism would be very advantageous to those lone hunters. It explains the purr's development, giving such cats a survival advantage not just for them, but for their offspring, too. Then, the same advantage applies to those who are friends with the cat, like us. There are many beneficial effects of happy-cat interaction. It lowers our blood pressure. Cat owners are less likely to die of a heart attack and other cardiovascular events, like strokes. Cats have been shown to help people suffering from mental problems, too, like depression and withdrawal. Many nursing homes now add cats to their facility or allow residents a personal pet for this very good reason. Cats are good for children, too. Studies have found that cat-owning children are less allergy-prone. Caring for a family pet helps children develop empathy, which makes them more caring of others and better able to understand social structures and make friends. What a great pet package to open every morning. Whatever we give to our cat, they are more than capable of giving back. Here's a story shared by a commenter from my Way of Cats blog. My cat is very excited when I get home from work. We have a ritual where I head into the bedroom and sit in a certain chair, and we spend about five minutes saying hello. She hops on and off my lap, and we talk, and she gets lots of love and affection. Then I feed her. Now, a non-cat person could say she just wants her food, and trust me, my cat is an eater. However, one night I came in from work, Rush because I had to turn right around and head back out the door and basically just ran to the kitchen and got my cat's food. Well, my cat, who loves her dinner, sniffed at her bowl, started unhappily yowling, and came to find me where I was frantically changing clothes or whatever I was doing. Yes, she wanted her dinner, but she was distressed that I had blown off welcome home time. I think this story shows that even a very hungry cat needs love more. I love this story because it is such a rebuttal to people who claim the cat only likes you because you feed them. I always wonder, why don't they think it works that way with people? Nobody accuses our grandparents of feeding us only to make us love them or accuses grandchildren of only loving grandparents because of the food. Of course they feed us because they love us. This is how it works with humans and cats. We love each other, and we care for each other, and these two things work together. So when I'm not feeling well, my cats pick up on that. They gather around and show me they care. They purr, because that is their response to stress, as well as to happiness. To get the most benefit from our cat relationship, we need to take the best care of our cats. That is why I wrote Cat 911 my all-in-one cat care and problem-solving manual. Because the most challenging problems are when we aren't taking proper care of our cat. Find out more on my website, wayofcats.com, or look for Cat 911 on Kindle.
I will return with more in a perfect world. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back. Exploring the many ways our cats take care of us. So how did I know my cats knew I was sick? Don't they come around, lie on me, and purr any time I give them the opportunity? Yes, that's true. But it's different when I'm not feeling good, either mentally or physically. They are more intent and get up in my face more. They hover when I get up. They insist on close contact. They display the vocal and body language of distress. And they look worried. Yes, cats have expressions and can be read. It is different from their usual behavior. It's more coordinated. While on a typical day, I can be completely abandoned at random times. If I'm sick in bed, this rarely happens. It's almost as though they work in shifts, so I'm not left alone. It can be exasperating, as when I shuffle through a herd of cats to get some hot tea, or move the cats around on the bed like chess pieces if I want to roll over, but I know it's because they care. I'm not the only one to receive such devoted care from their cats. Another commenter at the Way of Cats blog shared this story. I had a big-hearted cat who took care of me during a period of depression. He would come find me where I had holed up in my bedroom and asked to go outside. I wasn't in a state to take care of myself, but I wasn't about to let someone else be neglected because of me. So I got up and went to the door with him. I'd open the door and he'd go out a few steps, turn and look back. I closed the door and immediately he'd ask to come in again. This was not a cat that normally did the out, then in, then out again behavior. So I thought that was odd. Let him in, he'd immediately ask to go out again, go a few steps, turn, and look back. Thank goodness he was a patient cat because it took me, clueless human, several tries before it dawned on me that he was waiting for me to come outside too. So the next time I went out with him, he led me all around the yard in the gorgeous sunshine, which does so much good for depression. And then he went to the porch swing and sat with me for a while. I firmly believe that he understood I was in a bad place. And the best therapy he knew was to go out and play in the sun, which is what he made sure I did. This story is so lovely. Because in it, the cat does his best for this person, all from a cat's point of view. They pick up on our emotions. How do they do that? This is where our socialization of our cats creates communication and understanding. 
We learn each other's languages. We know when our cat is excited or upset. They know how we act when we are excited or upset or not feeling so good. The way empathy works is that we feel each other's pain. Our brain actually mirrors the workings of the other being's brain. The amazing thing is that the better we get at it, the greater our range. Some people have a stunted sense of how it works, and they can only do it if the other being is very much like them. Getting better at it will expand this power to people from other walks of life, and even better is the ability to mirror other species, like our dogs and cats. This is what people who love their pets get to discover. The incredible, near-science-fiction joys of knowing love does not have boundaries. That our cats are more than capable of forming deep bonds, taking notice of our emotional state as our human friends do, and then act in ways which show they want to empathize, sympathize, and care for us in whatever way they can. I'll never forget being over at a friend's house, and her oldest cat was very sick. Her then-youngest cat had known the cat most of his life, though they didn't seem particularly close. But in this instance, he brought the sick cat his favorite toy to give what comfort he could. Our cats are not limited in their emotional palate. We don't notice this truth if we are limited in our imagination. However, there is one anatomical measure that gives a pretty good indication of information processing capacity. The number of neurons in the cortex, or executive brain. According to the latest research, the human brain likely has somewhere around 85 billion neurons. Here, cats, with their estimated 1 billion neurons, don't look so good compared to us, but hold on. This is 53% more neurons than dogs. Why would cats be smarter than dogs? It's probably their hunting strategies. Dogs hunt in packs, and the pack is about as smart as the smartest pack leader, while cats rely on their individual prowess, and cats who aren't good at it don't get dinner at all. Because of how important it is for every single cat to be good at planning and strategy, cats wound up 53% more intelligent than dogs. There is another important way our brains and our cats' brains work very similarly. That is the limbic system. This is the part of the brain which connects emotion with our thought processes. And it's not just about how the scent of apple pie makes us think of the person who used to bake it for us because they knew we loved apple pie. It's a vital feedback system, which is how we learn. When something works, we're happy and we remember that. A cat's limbic system is considered very similar to our own human ones. This is how cats learn, too, by harnessing powerful emotions to decide on an action. Did you know science is working on an electronic simulation of a cat's brain? That is because a cat can recognize a face faster and more efficiently than even our most powerful supercomputers. This makes the simulation work with a goal of only 1 billion neurons instead of a human's 85 billion. These are just some of the many caring gestures I describe on my blog, wayofcats.com website, and my cat care guide, Cat911. I will return with more in a perfect world. 
We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back. I'm devoting a whole podcast to this subject because, as always, I combat cat prejudice. And this has always been the harshest criticism of cats as pets. That pernicious claim that they don't care. They're aloof. They aren't capable of affection. People are fooling themselves when they think their cats love them. This is something every cat appreciator knows is not true. But they are already cat appreciators. What about those who could be? Both cats and the people who love them suffer when society thinks we're delusional about caring for each other. We need to get the word out that cats are just as affectionate as dogs are. One problem has always been that cats only show their soft side to their friends. Thanks to videos on the internet, this is changing. If we can persuade the rest of the world that they are mistaken about the cat's affection potential, we will then help cats achieve what I call caring parity with other pets. While many indicators are changing for the better, cats are rescued from shelters, return to their homes, or receive vet care at much lower rates than dogs. Dogs are more likely to have dedicated no-kill rescues. This means stray dogs are more likely to have a happy ending than feral cats who wind up killed in shelters. While there are true ferals out there, there are also a great many cats who start out as pets, then get discarded because an awful spiral of misconceptions gets started. Here is how that works. Kittens are babies and rely on others for their survival. So it's very easy for them to exchange affection, and they do. But as they grow and mature, they start testing their independence just like human adolescents do. Cats regard humans as their equals. So the way they see it, we should take turns in the give and take of affection. But if a human does not know this, they do not know that the cat's seeming aloofness is actually a game of cat poker. They are playing hide-and-seek with their hearts. If we feel neglected, we should seek out our cat and pour affection on them. I call this seeing and raising. What this does is compel our cats to see and raise us back. They will be driven to love us back just a little bit more. That will show us. As I explained in my first podcast, The Cat's PR Problem, Cat Poker is the way adult cats play the game of affection. And this develops in adolescence when cats are starting to lose their kitten cuteness and people start thinking, oh, now that the cat's grown up, they're not affectionate anymore. They've been told this their whole lives. And to the detriment of both cat and human, they believe it. When in fact, the opposite is true. When a cat becomes capable 
of playing cat poker. They are able to develop the deep, rich, abundant adult relationship where they develop more empathy and more understanding. And we humans get the benefit of a deeper, more delightful bond with our cat. I do this all the time with my own cats. If Tristan greets me when I get home, I make a cooing fuss over him in return. If RJ wants to cuddle on my lap, my response is to then seek him out when he is looking out the window and look out at things and talk about them. If I see Olwen near me, it is because she wants me to see her. She wants me to scoop her up for a hug. I've upped the ante on them. They have to see and raise me now. We might be blown away by the many clever ways cats play this very high-level game. Here's another story from a blog commenter. When depression-related insomnia threatened to literally drive me to suicide, Tazendra altered her behavior to do something she had never done before. She would cry until I came to the bed, and then she would lay on me and stay there. She normally slept a foot or so away, so when I got up, it wouldn't disturb her. I was so miserable at the time that I couldn't bring myself to interrupt her pleasure. I wanted someone to be finding joy in the moment. I wanted to see someone around me happy, so I would leave her on me, and eventually, having to stay still, I would fall asleep. She did this every night, and when I finally stopped having insomnia and was feeling much better thanks to pills and therapy, she stopped doing it. What a clever kitty. She knew her person needed sleep and worked hard to give her person what they needed. And it worked because they loved each other. How do we get there? We must have trust in our cat. When we dismiss a behavior because we don't understand it, it's like slamming a door on our potential cat relationship. We aren't giving the cat the benefit of the doubt. So then we get no benefit. If we aren't on the lookout for our cat's gestures and feel free to return them, we won't have the closeness this commenter has. When I got the 6 a.m. phone call that my father had died and I went back to bed to cry myself to sleep, every time I opened my eyes, Ms. Kilkill was laying by my side, awake, and pressing her front paws against my arm as if she were holding my hand. If we realize it is possible to wake up our cat's heart, if we recognize how much it means that our cat is physically close to us, we will then grow emotionally close to them. We will create that web of gestures that every close relationship is built upon. Those little day-to-day -day events which add up to our happiness and our cat's happiness. This is how we play that greatest of all cat games, cat poker, where everybody wins. If we aren't there yet, we can always fuss over our cat more than we do now. Start making those little moments to notice them. Then we will notice when they notice us back. If we are already there, go ahead and ramp it up. There is no limit. In a perfect world, love is infinite. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.